Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Southern Ghost Experience. Today, we're going to share with you a story about a notable house in Little Rock, Arkansas. On one of our many trips to Little Rock, we would often drive past this Queen Anne-style house in the Governor's Mansion District on the corner of 22nd and Louisiana. For me, what stood out was the large circular turrets. It reminded me of a castle. And for me, what stood out was that the house had curves to it. You don't see that in many houses today. The mansion is also red, which really stands out. It's definitely a demanding presence. The original owner was James Hornibrook. He built this house for his wife and five children. James and his wife, Margaret, moved from Toronto, Canada to Little Rock, Arkansas in 1867. At this time, Arkansas was still being affected by the aftermath of the Civil War. A lot of healing, both emotionally and financially, were occurring in the state. James opened a saloon, which made him one of the richest men in the state. During the midst of the Civil War, the Union occupied Arkansas, which resulted in many Arkansans to lose their liquor license and not be able to go into certain areas of the town. James was able to bring his money down from Canada and escape this issue. He took his opportunity and was able to become wealthy. It's possible that some Arkansans didn't like this. Northerners at the time were called carpetbaggers, which means someone trying to take advantage or property from others. Even though he wasn't accepted in local high society, he built his home on one of the most prominent streets of the time. Because James was a wealthy man, he wanted to showcase his riches by building a grand home for his wife. James spent $20,000 on the construction of the home. For context, a home built in that time usually cost around $2,500 to $3,000. Only Arkansas materials were used in the construction of the home. Woods, such as oak, cherry, walnut, mahogany, cypress, and yellow pine, were used throughout the home. The different woods make many floor designs of the home. Stones like rock, granite, limestone, quartz, and crystal were also used. In addition to running his saloon, he was also vice president of Edison Electric, which gave him access to the latest technology, like an intercom system for the house. The home has an irregular floor plan, and the main part of the 7,200-square-foot building stands at two-and-a-half stories, with a three-and-a-half-story tower. In 1888, the house was finally completed. The Arkansas Gazette called his home one of the most important buildings constructed in Arkansas in 1888. On May 24, 1890, around 3 a.m., James was coming home from his saloon, and when he made it to his gate, he suffered an apoplectic stroke and died. A couple of hours later, a delivery boy discovered James's body. James was only 49 years old. His wife, Margaret, continued to live in the home until her death in 1893, which many believed was from a broken heart. After Margaret passed away, the house 
has housed many people and organizations. The house was turned into a women's college in 1897, a boarding house for women in the 1940s, and even turned into a nursing home in the 1970s. Sharon Blair and Robert Blair took ownership of the house in 1993. After many years of different ownerships, the original layout of the house was modified to fit the needs of the owners. This couple made it their mission to return the house to its former glory. They removed several added features that were made on the house, and after renovations were completed, they decided to turn the house into a bed and breakfast. In 2019, the Blair sold the home to Antonio Figuria and Keith Sandridge for a little over 800000 These are the current owners of the Empress. Robert Blair did have an experience while renovating the home. He is quoted as saying, As I stood in the midst of the dark, dreary kitchen, ready to be demolished, an apparition of a handsomely dressed man in a dapper Hamburg descended the stairwell in a floating fashion. His eyes were peering beneath the hat. His clothes matched and were elegant and crisp. We gazed at each other, and the hair on my neck was raised. I couldn't get his eyes out of my mind. They were haunting. His glances seemed to plead, Save this house. It's thought that this mysterious man that Robert saw was none other than James Hornibrook. We're sure there are many more stories like the one Robert has. We will cover all of that in part two of this series. We ourselves are planning to visit the Empress early next year, and perhaps we will have our own stories to tell. If you have a story you would like to share, please send us an email at southernghostxp at gmail.com. See y'all later.